0: This is our 75th anniversary that we're celebrating at Cassidy School. And so every month we're going to have what's called a Decade Day Chapel. And we're inviting someone who is a graduate of Cassidy School from that decade. And so today's is a real treat. So I want to introduce uh, this person who's going to be coming and speaking with you in just a few moments. His name is Max Weizenhofer and he is a well-recognized patron or supporter of the arts. He is the chairman of Nimax Theaters, which, you know, you may not know anything about that, but for you musical theater nerds in the chapel, uh, this is a series of the- theaters in the, in the West End District in London. His extensive career involves uh, roles as chairman of the University of Oklahoma Regents, the president and chief executive officer of Seminole Manufacturing Company, and he was, for a time, a visiting professor of musical theater at OU. Mr. Weizenhofer earned Tony Awards for the revival of Dracula and the best musical for the Will Rogers Follies. In 1994, he was inducted into the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. Mr. Weizenhofer holds a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Drama from the University of Oklahoma, uh, he is married and has two children, both of whom graduated from Cassidy, and I had the privilege of teaching both. That's Nikki in 2020, and then Owen in 2021. Mr. Weizenhofer came to Cassidy School as a seventh grader in 1951, and he graduated in 1957. Cassidy Theater was the highlight of his time here, and his most famous role while he was an actor. Cassidy was in the play Angel Street, but it also goes by the name of Gaslight. He played the role done by Joseph Cotton in the film and the role done by Gregory Peck on stage. When you go to lunch today in Calvert, take a look at the Decade table on the southeast side. Uh, Mr. Weizenhofer's varsity letter for tennis manager is there along with his football jersey. So, would you all please give a very warm, casty welcome to Max Weizenhofer.
1: You know, when I came here in, in 51, you need to remember that uh, the country was at war. Uh, we were fighting in Korea. Uh, there was no, uh, we had, in my day, there was no TV. There was two channels. Uh, There's no nothing. And the school, you know, School was very small, and we had to take an entrance exam. Uh, but most, most of my classmates in those days, because of the nature of where the school was located and who founded it, were from the Nichols Hills Grade School. Um, as for our dress code, well, I noticed one here, a poodle skirt. See, that was, they were, I just want to let you know, those were tremendously popular, along with blue suede jackets. Ivy League pants, they were called that way because they had a belt in the back, and white bucks. And the faculty was extremely small and mostly from elite schools uh, and we had two terrific professors from Oxford. And then we had our head, Reverend Michael Martin, who taught compulsory Bible class. Uh, If you forgot your Bible, he made you walk home to get it. And since most of us live within walking distance, of where we were, it was very unpleasant, but you had to walk home to get it and then you had to come back with it. Um, in addition to that, uh, my parents would usually get a call from Reverend Martin that basically Max didn't know his Bible lesson today. And then also, he um, had a habit of being invited to dinner quite often and always arriving on the wrong day. And the reason I mention that is, is because the relationship between students, faculty, and parents were very close in those days, and the faculty here at school came over to our houses for dinner on many times. They were usually invited over, and and it, it was a different, it was quite a compact relationship. You know, when I was here, I was in the choir because we were very short-handed. I think there were seventeen people in the class, and, when my voice changed, uh, Mr. Auchincloss, our choir director, said, we can't afford to have you not in the choir, but just move your lips and don't sing any longer. Um, the teachers were also of a different nature. I had a French teacher, uh, Mr. Nicholson, who had a very ha- good habit when he was annoyed of throwing erasers at us. Very, and that was, in my case, it was quite often. Uh, then we had another teacher, Mr. Bloodgood, who was colorblind, and most of the time, we sat in class wondering every day when he came to class how he was going to match up his socks and what he was wearing, because he usually had a very strange combination. Um, lunch was always... We had, a, we had one facility, which was a large dining hall, and lunch was always family style, and the tables were always headed by faculty member and then what you wanted to do was you wanted to wait tables which you were always assigned a certain period of time to wait on the tables because you got to eat in the kitchen and since the food was always prepared and it was very good you got about twice as much to eat but the dining hall also doubled as our theater it was a meeting place for everyone it was where we had our dances Um, and um, you know in those days of course our dances were mainly mostly the foxtrot, we hadn't developed into anything else. And then, in the afternoon, we had sports. In addition to the sports, there were club activities, uh, you know, camera club, art, whatever. But the sports were compulsory, and, um, and it didn't matter how incompetent we were. We didn't have, we had a football field, and no other facilities. Uh, Tennis was somewhere, I can't remember where, we rented some courts. Uh, Basketball was it practiced and played at OCU and in those days they had a great basketball team and we played over there and then golf was a problem uh, because uh, basically in order to play golf on the golf team, since there was no place to play the members of the golf team always had to, belong to the, had to have families that belonged to the country club. Uh-huh. I, <clears throat> I played on the golf team for two years. Um, I won one match, and that was because my opponent threw his putter into 63rd Street. <laughs> um, we initiated our first basketball game. I can't remember who we played, but we lost 112 to 20. And, and so we went slightly downhill. Um, you know, but I would say by 57, of course, we, you, know, you all know we had our most famous football team. Uh, we were undefeated. I can't remember who we played, but we were actually halfway decent. And, but I would say that you know, the best part, for my part, my whole theatrical career started here because of the teaching of Mr. Walker and I, of the place I was in, and the, and the experience of that. And, and then, the other side of it is, to remember, you know, because I wasn't a very good student, the fact is that when I got to OU, I took 30 hours of English, because in those days, you could take any extra ones you want outside of my drama courses, and I never had to read a book. For three years, because we everything I'd read, we'd already done at Cassidy. So I just coasted along. For really, had a very good time. Um, but you know, Cassidy was very, very much of a small group, and we were very close. And we really didn't see any students from other uh, any of the. There were no other private schools, and the public schools we didn't play sports with. So we were just very. It was very close. Um, the, you know, and then the other thing is, you know, we also had, our, our faculty would, the faculty would give you advising. Uh, they would send your parents notations, which are usually quite unpleasant, about your behavior, not only your behavior, but your lack of scholarship. And, um, and when I graduated from Cassidy, my, my advisor, uh, sent my parents this. I saved it. Sent my parents a, a note saying that, based on my scholarship and my attention in class, that if I didn't improve, I would never get through a university and let alone be very successful in anything I did. Uh, that being said, I will say that I did graduate from Cassidy second in my class from the bottom, and 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 that's a very big negative because you really. You don't want to be second, you really want to be at the bottom, otherwise the thing. But I, but I want to say the most important thing for all of you, uh, from my experience, as I heard from past headmaster, when you return here for your 50th class reunion, and you look back on your life, it's very important to say, I was never bored. And that's the most important thing you have to remember as you get graduate from here is to do something that doesn't bore you. Thank you.